Good afternoon, sports fans. Welcome to another episode of The Ben Tormer. I'm your host, Jason, of The Detailing Mind. So, um, I know I'd mentioned uh, beforehand that I wasn't planning on doing um, an update episode every single time the playoffs got to a new round, but uh, uh, given the fact that I forgot to post a, uh, an episode earlier, kind of highlighting my NBA playoff picks, um, and for the fact that uh, the Elite Eight in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, as well as the Final Four for the NBA uh, playoffs, both kind of coincided at right around the same time this past uh, couple days here. I figured it'd be a good idea just to do a quick update uh, as to how the NHL playoffs are going, as well as the uh, NBA playoffs are going, as what you know, um, and then just kind of quickly run through what my final four predictions are going to be for the uh, um, the NBA playoffs. Since I forgot to do it all the way back when I was going to do it for the Elite Eight. Um, so, uh, I guess, uh, I kind of lied earlier and, uh, here's an updated version of, uh, all what's happening, uh, in the, uh, world of sports and, uh, primarily the two sports that are going through their playoff, uh, season, if you will. Um, so as I mentioned, I had originally planned on doing a podcast that would discuss my, uh, NBA picks. And I purposefully put off doing my picks for the NBA with uh, the first round when there were 16 teams just because um, I just, you know, kind of got behind the eight ball and forgot that they even had their playoffs starting up at the same time. But also because it's not really one of the sports that I follow very uh, closely. Um... I'm more of a social viewer when it comes to watching basketball. Uh, if my friends are watching it, I'll watch it with them when, I, when I'm hanging out with them. Or if I see a game on when I'm at like a sports bar or a restaurant or something like that, then yeah, sure, I'll watch it. But uh, beyond that, I really don't go out of my way to watch basketball um, or a lot of sports anymore. But, you know, I still like to, I, I still enjoy watching it, uh, especially playoffs. Um, I think that's a great time of every sports season is the, the, the playoff segment where, you know, teams really start to come out to play because now it's a do or die type of a situation. Um, not so much when it comes to NBA and, and, uh, NHL because they have a uh, best of series that decides each round, but I still like that the intensity level is still there, even when it's a best of seven, um, series, you know, they, they come to play and they, they do it on on a consistent basis and it's, it's a gauntlet, it's a, it's a marathon, you know, and and that's what I really enjoy about, um, the NHL playoffs, not only that hockey is my favorite sport, but just the gauntlet that the teams go through to get from the, you know, the end of the regular season and to the Stanley Cup Finals just to win the Cup, you know. Uh, some of my biggest memories growing up as a, as a kid uh, when it came to sports, you know, especially viewing sports on TV, was uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs 
watching my favorite team, the Detroit Red Wings, win the Stanley Cup back-to-back in uh, 97 and 98, as well as 2002, and then later on in life, uh, 2008. So, um, you know, kind of going through the whole, that whole chain of events, you know, from the anticipation of, of making it to the playoffs, you know, towards the end of the regular season, and then each round just getting more and more intense as you progress through it. it it's, you know, I, I, it's it's something I think that's really, in my mind, really special, you know. Um, and that, that that's true about other sports, too. You know, mine just happens to be hockey, but, you know, I, I see this kind of sentiment from fans of other sports, whether it's football or baseball or basketball or what have you. You know, it's always a... Uh, know uh, an appreciation for just the the intensity and the thrill of, of watching the game you know and uh and kind of building that camaraderie you know locally or with friends or what have you so um that's why i continue to, to do a lot of these uh um playoff prediction things because for me it's just it's fun it's like it's kind of a nostalgia thing where i get to you know get excited about what teams are playing even if they aren't my favorite teams you know and and just kind of get in the whole vibe that is playoff sports in general um so that being said you know i did miss it uh um for the nba playoffs i should have just kind of buckled down and quickly came up with a uh a full bracket like i did with the hockey here you know going up to the my final four picks and just stopping there um even though I do kind of have, I did kind of have the, the finals and then the, the champion already picked out at that point. But uh, um, I wanted to stop at the final four just to try something new. But uh, I should have done the same thing with, with basketball, but I just never got around to it. And then I reminded myself, hey, let's do it starting with the Elite Eight and just build it all the way through until the end to a, where I name a champion. Once again, I just kind of dropped the ball and uh, let that one slide. So I guess I'm going to do it with the final four. Um, and so as of this past weekend, we got down to four teams in the NBA final playoffs. Um, the final four, I should say. And that is the number one seed Miami Heat versus the number two seed Boston Celtic. And in the other conference, it would be the Golden State Warriors, the number three seed versus the number four seed Dallas Mavericks. So, um, up front, I can tell you that uh, only one of these four teams is who I picked would be in the final four, that being the Golden State Warriors. Um, the other three teams, uh, I remember one of them was the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, can't remember the other two picks that I had because I already threw out the uh, the notes that I jotted down for the uh, the Elite Eight episode that I was planning on doing for the NBA. But uh, I do not remember that the Milwaukee Bucks was one of the teams that I had going to the Final Four. Um, but uh, unfortunately, only one of the teams made it that I'm I'm rooting for, if you will, and that's Golden State Warriors. Um, and my picks uh, for the Final Four is I think that uh, between Miami and Boston, I think Boston will pull it off in Game 7. Um, I haven't really watched too much of uh, either team play. I, you know, and In fact, the only basketball games I really watched were a handful of Milwaukee Bucks games and, uh, believe it or not, a handful of Golden State Warrior games. So, um, 
that's probably why they ended up in my final four, just because I remember watching them play. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, other than that, you know, it, it's uh, just kind of a, a, a bias mail that I got going on as to who I think will win. Um, I don't think Miami's going to win. Uh, I did like Miami about a decade ago, uh, mainly because my favorite player uh, was and still is LeBron James. Um, I think he's a really great player. I think he brings a lot of leadership and talent to a squad. And a lot of people don't like him because of his political positions and being vocal about them. But you know what? Uh, there is nothing in our country that says that uh, athletes don't have a right to voice their political positions. Um, this whole thing with uh, complaining about uh, athletes uh, voicing their um, political positions is a tool used by people who don't like when black people uh, say something. Uh, they did this to uh, Muhammad Ali when he spoke out against the, the Vietnam War, refused to, you know, be part of the draft. Um, and as a result, he had his career, you know, basically stripped of him. His titles were stripped of him. His record, you know, he was basically canceled because he spoke out against the Vietnam War. And people didn't like it that he was speaking out at all. They basically said, well, you're an athlete. You don't have, you, your, your voice doesn't count. Uh, they also said that as a black man, his voice didn't count. And this sentiment is now being hurtled at people like LeBron James, who do vocalize their political positions. And they're harassed as a result. Uh, think of Laura Ingram from Fox News basically saying that, uh, you know, black athletes need to shut up and dribble because, you know, they don't, they don't, their voice doesn't, shouldn't be heard. Whether it's because they're a, a black male or because they are an athlete. And yet nothing is said when white athletes like to, uh, Tom Brady or his former coach at New England uh, makes political comments. Nothing was said about Tim Thomas, the uh, former goalkeeper of the Boston Bruins, when he refused to go to the White House because he didn't agree with President Obama and his policies, or the policies of the Democrats that were in charge at that time. So, you know, nothing was said about that. Nothing is said about um, other entertainers like Ted Nugent um, or uh, Kid Rock, two horrible musicians. Um, when they make political gestures, you know, but it's because they're white males and uh, speak uh, conservative talking points. That's why they are, you know, levied up while others are not. So um, that's kind of my little spat uh, side note uh, when it comes to Sports is uh, I'm kind of sick and tired of people uh, complaining about things becoming too quote unquote political. Um, well, <laughs> sorry, but you know people have a right to sp speak their 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 voice, speak their opinion, you know, uh, and vocalize their political positions. Doesn't matter if they're a, a an athlete. Doesn't matter if they are a uh, a musician or, you know, any other profession that's in this country. 
you know, everyone has that should have that equal right to, to voice their opinion. And I appreciate Mike uh, LeBron James for uh, for doing that, you know, for, for speaking his mind and, and being a voice. Same thing with Colin Kaepernick and a whole bunch of other athletes who stand up, you know. Um, so that's why I was a uh, Miami fan back in the day. Uh, it was because of LeBron James, but <clears throat> because of um, the current setup now, I just I don't think Miami's going to cut it. I know they're the number one seed, but <clears throat> I think uh, Boston will pull off a pretty good uh, upset on this one. Uh, and then in the other uh, matchup between uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Maverick, I'm going to go with the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, within this last decade, um, I think Golden State has really proven to be a powerhouse in the league. Um, and in my opinion, they have a dynasty going. They're, they're, still, they're still building their dynasty. Um, they won, I want to say, you know, three um, titles in four years. And then they went but lost a fifth time in, um, I think in, I think it was over a span of like five years or something like that but uh, I'll have to double check what it is but they, they have basically the textbook uh, definition of a uh, of a uh, dynasty uh, and then they're still trying to build even more on it so um, I'm cheering for that I'm rooting for that just because that's something that you really don't see too much in, in sports anymore you know a lot of sports now have got it to where um, there's different players, whether it's in the finals or in the final four, um, every single year, you know, there, there, there is really not as much consistency anymore as there used to be, you know, uh, there used to be times when teams could build dynasties, you know, I think of, uh, Michael Jordan, and the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, they had a really good dynasty going, you know, uh, going over to football, you know, uh, the uh, New England Patriots had a little bit of a dynasty going as well, you know, in the early 2000s. Um, and so that's something that you don't see anymore is is um, teams being consistently good to where they can win championships, you know, on a very consistent basis. And I, I like that. I, I like to see that. I, I like to see that teams are able to find success repeatedly, you know, and that... Uh, um, success and, and uh, failure when it comes to sports teams isn't a circular thing almost on a yearly basis, you know. Um, so that's always good to see. And that's why I'm going to stick with the uh, Golden State Warriors all the way through as my uh, NBA champions for this year. Because I think they're going to be able to build on their dynasty. And so... Um, that's why I have Golden State Warriors beating the Dallas Maverick in four in uh, six games, and that's why I think that between Boston and Golden State, that Golden State will win in Game Six. Um, so that's my prediction for the uh, NBA Finals, as well as the NBA Final Four here. That should be starting up either today or probably even yesterday. Uh, got underway with a Game One. So um, that's my predictions for the NBA Finals. Um, starting with the final four and uh now i'm gonna move over to the nhl uh like i said i wasn't planning on doing a second round uh recap and and then uh get into some of my uh 
new picks based off of which teams made it and which teams didn't. But, like I said before in the beginning of this episode, because they both kind of coincided with the uh, NBA going and jumping into uh, their third round, their conference finals, aka the Final Four, and with uh, um, the NHL jumping into their second round, Elite Eight or, or Divisional uh, Finals, however you want to label it, uh, I figured it'd be a good time to kind of mesh it both, but to, mesh them both together and get a quick update in there, especially given the fact that I didn't do uh, the NBA playoffs, they're, uh, they're due justice, so um, a little bit of a, like a, a change up from my earlier plans, as I mentioned, and so just kind of uh, um, recapping without looking at my notes from the, the previous episode where I picked my, uh, my winners for the, the first round of the NHL playoffs. Um, I did look and see that I got five out of the eight correct. That's pretty good, I think. Um, I remember seeing online that uh, I think it was Wayne Gretzky got all of the picks correct in terms of which teams would win. Now, I didn't look closely enough to see if he actually guessed which games they would uh, win it in to see if he was like 100% correct. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that... Uh, um, he got 100% correct, and so they're they're pretty uh, psyched about uh, seeing how he does in round two. So I'm close. I came in five out of eight. You know, it's slightly above average uh, or, or, or 50%. So you know, yay for me, I guess. But uh, um, so here are the new matchups that are going into round two, which should be starting up here either today or possibly last night even. And that is uh, the Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'm predicting Tampa Bay to go and to win it in Game Six. Um, this is a, a pretty tough matchup because, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I just really don't like hockey teams being in, in Florida. You know, it's it's a tropical state. Um, the only thing they know about ice is whether or not to put it in a drink. You know, um, they don't have to deal with the snowstorms and freezing temperatures and all this other stuff that normally is associated with the winter months. You know, they don't know what it's like to, to strap on some, some ice skates and go skating outside, you know, on a frozen over uh, lake or river, you know. They just, they just don't know that kind of, you know, winter wonderland enjoyment. You know, they don't, they don't get to, you know, go and skate up and down the Ottawa River um, like what a lot of Canadians get to in the middle of the wintertime and enjoy that and, and kind of, you know, get psyched up about hockey, you know, that, that's just not their thing, you know, so this is kind of a tough toss-up for me, but I went with the Tampa Bay Lightning in six because, for my opinion, Tampa Bay does have a little bit more uh, um, legitimacy, a little more history being in the NHL and actually going and winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I also do appreciate the work that uh, Steve Eiserman did as general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning in helping them revamp their team, get them back up to playoff contention, and I think he even helped them win a Stanley Cup as a GM. So, you know, I do appreciate that a, a, a Red Wings great went and helped the team uh, rebound and become 
you know, uh, a successful team again. Um, so for that uh, mark that has been left on the team, I appreciate it, and I hope they do good in this round. And I hope they beat Florida in, uh, um, in six games. So that's my pick for the first matchup. The second matchup is the Carolina Hurricane versus the New York Rangers. Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Rangers in seven. Uh, I think that uh, the the Rangers will be able to carry their momentum that they had from the, the first round against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and use that momentum to carry them forward and beyond the second round by beating the Carolina Hurricane. But once again, they'll have to do it in seven, just like they did in the first round against Pittsburgh. You know, I think they will have to... Uh, um, dig in deep again and, and uh, make it happen. I don't think they'll have to do three consecutive games. We'll have to do a, a two-goal uh, comeback, you know, all three games, you know, to win it. But, hey, you know, whatever's got to be done has got to be done, and I think the New York Rangers will get it done this round again. Um, and as I mentioned previously, when it comes to the Carolina Hurricane. Um, I would prefer that they would actually have their team be in Charlotte rather than Raleigh. Um, but I know Raleigh's the capital, so they want to have it there. But I think that Charlotte would be a better uh, um, destination for their, their franchise to be located. It's a bigger city, attract more people. Um, and also, because they're called the Carolina Hurricane, um, not North Carolina... What they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, draw fans from both North and South Carolina. Okay, cool. So why not place the play, the, uh, the the franchise in Charlotte, which is kind of a central location for both both North and South Carolina? Now maybe they did that, and I just don't know this, you know, because the last time I recall, I saw that they were based and their stadium was in Raleigh. So maybe they maybe they have since you know moved it to Charlotte, but. The way I say it is, you know, Charlotte's a big city. Move them there, you know, and really draw on the North and South Carolina uh, fan base and with a much more centralized location. Um, but uh, generally speaking, you know, this kind of goes back to my attitude about uh, hockey being south of the Mason-Dixon line. You know, that's... I'm not a big fan of, of teams being down there. Now, I give a little bit of leeway to a team if they were in Charlotte because I've been in Charlotte in the wintertime. It does get snowy and cold and and, and fr- it seems like almost like a frozen tundra at times just because of how cold and, and uh, breezy it gets. kind of reminds me of the Dakotas in a way uh, in some aspects, but uh, yeah, I mean... I, I have much more respect about uh, the team being based in Charlotte and uh, dealing with uh, those kind of Arctic temperatures that they do experience there than being in Raleigh, which is a little more temperate of a, of a climate because it's a little bit closer to the ocean. But, you know, uh, what do I know? But, you know, like I said, New York Rangers, once again, will eke it out in seven, really, uh, you know, come to play, and uh, they'll do it, I think. I think they'll get it to uh, the uh, Final Four. So, uh, moving on to the uh, Western Conference, we've got the Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues. 
I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues in game six. Um, I do think that uh, the Colorado Avalanche as the number one seed are going to be the uh, uh, one of the top dogs to have to really uh, to beat because they seem to be uh, on a pretty good streak right now. I think they're doing pretty well. I've seen them play a couple times uh, thus far, and they seem pretty uh, pretty consistent to, in my opinion. So I think that the number one seed is warranted, but I like St. Louis more so than the Colorado Avalanche. Once again, this kind of goes back to the old uh, Colorado-Detroit rivalry from the, the mid to late 90s into the uh, early to mid 2000s, that uh, decade there of uh, bitter rivalry between the two clubs. So um, that's why I'm not picking the Colorado at this point because they've, you know, their matchup against a team that I. Uh, don't really despise. I'm kind of neutral about them. That is the St. Louis Blues. Uh, they do have much more of a history being part of the second grouping of six to join the uh, um, the NHL after the original six. So, you know, I uh, have much more respect for the, uh, the St. Louis Blues than I do the Colorado Avalanche. That's why I'm picking them. But uh, when it comes to the gameplay, I do think Colorado has a better uh, gameplay uh, from what I've seen, but like I said, I'm going to let my own personal biases get in the way of this one, and I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues. I think they'll pull it off, and uh, they'll they'll go on to the Final Four, aka the Conference Championships. And then the last setup that we have is the, Col- the Calgary Flame versus the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm going to go with the Calgary Flames in Game Five. Um, if I recall, the Calgary Flames were the higher ranked of the two number one seats. So um, I think they're going to continue on and, and just put uh, the Edmonton Oilers to bed early. Um, I think uh, the Oilers are like a number four seed if we're going based off of the old way they did it with the one through eight seed. I think they'd fall in the number eighth position. So I think, uh, um, or maybe the number seventh. I think they're the first wild card, if I remember correctly, after all. Um, But I could be wrong. Anyway, I just don't think Edmonton's got it this round. Uh, I think Calgary, they're uh, kind of established as a really good team. Um, Despite the little spat they got into in the previous series with the hit and some drama that occurred, I think that uh, Calgary will put that behind them. And they'll be able to return and uh, put away the Edmonton Oilers in five quick games. Um, so that's my uh, predictions for this uh, second round in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, that being said, so far, if you remember from my original uh, Final Four prediction, I got half the teams that are still in it. I. I predicted uh, Calgary, Minnesota, New York, and Toronto would be my final four. And right now, uh, I'm still hoping that Calgary and New York Rangers will uh, be there. So half the uh, teams I predicted still have a chance to make the final four. We'll see how it goes, although I do have a feeling that uh, um, my final four predictions are going to be kind of like my uh, NBA 
Final Four predictions, where only one will actually make it. Whether it's going to be uh, the Calgary Flames or the New York Rangers, well, I guess we'll wait and see. But uh, I got a feeling that I'm going to be at least one out of four. But it would be nice if both if the uh, both of the two teams that remain on my Final Four prediction will make it. So. Um, my new predictions, as I mentioned earlier, um, for the Final Four is Calgary, New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and St. Louis. Um, we'll, we'll see how that one holds up, too. So now i got two different sets of Final Four predictions. i got my original one, and then i got my abridged one here that I just uh, came up with. So uh, we'll see which ones, if any... Uh, picks make it through to the final four and as I mentioned when I originally did my uh, Stanley Cup playoffs I was planning on doing a final four recap with the new teams there and uh, pick who the winners will be as well as who the Stanley Cup will be so I'll just kind of leave it at that I got uh, four uh, abridged picks we'll see how they do Uh, we'll see if it's Tampa Bay, if if it's St. Louis, New York, or Calgary, that will be in the uh, Final Four um, for the Conference Championship uh, for the Western Conference and for the Eastern Conference. And uh, we'll see exactly how I do. But uh, in the meantime, I hope you continue watching and enjoying some uh, really good uh, playoff hockey, as well as some really good playoff uh, basketball. Um, Thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll catch up with you in a week or so when we get to the final four of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Until then, have a good week. Thanks for tuning in.